Welcome to Startup Out of the Box with Marco Silva and Vitor Domingos. On this episode, we'll discuss innovation, uh, what makes a good entrepreneur, and how culture impacts growth, right? Exactly. So uh, let's start with the first topic, which is uh, what, what it means to be a good inter entrepreneur. Uh, we have some notes from some articles that you shared with uh, uh, with me. Uh, it's uh, what what is it? Fifteen traits of failing entrepreneurs uh, you should avoid. Yeah, right. That's kind um, of signs of. I had yeah. a few of them uh, to the list <laughs> uh, because they uh, yeah. it, it was kind of my personal experience to the to the whole failing uh, situation. So uh, probably start with the uh, uh, the first ones, which is. Um, All talk, no action, right? Yep. So that's the kind of the first failure that entrepreneurs um, uh, have, which is uh, they talk a lot uh, and they actually they don't execute, they don't do anything, right? Yeah, and you kind of uh, you might fall for their for them in the in the beginning, but quite fast you will realize that yeah, these guys are just talk, 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 and no action at the end. We we know some companies, some yeah. startups that are pretty much that like that, yeah. right? They look like the a best, lot of talk, no no action yeah. actually. But they look like the most beautiful unicorns. But you know that in reality, and it's just a matter of time before that someone realizes. That's that. right. Uh, second one, aiming for unreasonable uh, goals, yeah. which is having uh, some great ideas, but actually, uh, n uh, so don't execute them, right? It takes too long to execute them, yeah. or it's going to be really impossible to ac actually execute them in, in, the in the possible time frame, yeah. or uh, even the ideas so far-fetched that they can actually execute uh, them all. So that's uh, kind of the goals, yeah. telling goals. Yeah. It's not saying that you shouldn't have far-fetched ideas. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Elon Musk when he wanted to do SpaceX. Completely mm -hmm. far-fetched idea. Everyone told him it was crazy. But when you have goals and you know how to accomplish that crazy idea, you know, there's steps, there's, there's a nice way to accomplish that. It's not just, it's not just about, we. I'm going to the moon tomorrow. You know yeah. that if I want to go to the moon, I'm going to need this, this, and this. And, and those steps are important. And most semi- Most of the entrepreneurs that fail don't realize that there are many steps in the process. They just think, oh, I can do this in like a weekend and it's, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, three months later. Uh, exactly. And uh, yeah, three months later. Three months later. <laughs> procrastinators. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I, I really like this one. Yeah. People that just uh, postpone things and uh, they actually don't, they don't do anything. Yeah. It happens to all of us. It's it does. Not, if someone tells you they never procrastinate, you know, They're lying. Like it happens to everyone, uh, but it also comes to the point you have to realize that it happens to you, and mm -hmm. what can you do to avoid falling into that trap? Mm -hmm. So, looking for the interesting thing. If you procrastinating, maybe that's because the the topic you're working on is not the correct one, is not the most interesting one for you. Maybe someone else in your team should be working on that, or maybe it's the completely wrong idea. Yeah, and you and you don't want to work at it, uh, work on it. So it's a sign already. Exactly. Uh, which comes hand in hand with the other one, which is lack of focus and persistence. Yep. Um, if you don't have the proper focus and uh, the enough persistence been within yourself to uh, fulfill those goals, mm -hmm. you just get lost and actually uh, you go into the procrastinator yeah. thing and, and yeah, nothing what's happens. The, what's the next thing I could do instead of this? This is like a, a chain of things, right? Yeah. So if you don't have the proper goals and if you don't, if you have. Uh, Uh, things that are really far-fetched to do and yeah. you stop doing them. So it's the kind of vicious cycle that happens. Well, if you um, switch lines, it comes, comes to the next one. Yeah. 
indefinitive excuses. You're just giving excuses and more excuses and exactly. more excuses. Yeah, because you don't need to do, you don't want actually to do that. Uh, but on the other hand, you feel um, obliged to, to do those kind of things because mm-hmm. you have that kind of financial because probably someone um, yeah, is supporting is, is you, supporting you, you is investing in you, and you are um, um, you have this, you feel this kind of pressure to deliver things. Uh, the ideas that you pitch that you feel that's not uh, adequate at yeah. this moment, and you need to progress on them, and actually you don't want to. Um, right. The next one is uh, deceiving or being dishonest. Mm-hmm. So um, you. That's kind of that, like I said. It is. It pretty much explains that. But you can be dishonest with yourself mm-hmm. if you don't believe on your idea and if you're doing this kind of procrastination thing. Um, but you can also be dishonest with your investors and your team. And, and um, it's a, as, as yeah. we said, it's a vicious cycle. The most importantly, your team. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and your investors afterwards. <laughs> yeah. um, the next one, uh, it's kind of uh, feeding the ego, right? It's self-centric. So you just think about yourself. You are the main reason, main reason for things to happen, and you, yeah. actually the team is just to support you, and um, they don't That's, they yeah, don't bring don't any reason. kind of value. Yeah. We can talk about that in the next uh, topic. Um, bring value to the um, uh, to the idea and to the and to the company, and um, no differentiation. Yeah, which comes with the um, a reality check, right? So yeah. if you don't compare yourself with the market or with someone else, you don't have this kind of. Um, idea how how to do things and how to uh how to progress on, yeah. on them and then and, the um, and the last one uh care too much about what other things uh what, what other others think of you or your idea yeah. so uh you just said that um we should listen to others but probably there's a limit of the kind mm-hmm. of listening that we should have when you listen to others uh, usually, if you have a, a background on your family that they never built something or never worked for a startup, they have this kind of nonsense. They got this kind of sense and idea of uh, the things that you're doing is not um, uh, it's not a good thing, and you should go into probably a steady job or a steady idea. And uh, sometimes you should kind of take their advice, but actually put that in kind of context and and um, thought about and think about how how that kind of things actually affects you as an entrepreneur should you listen to them more or you actually should look at the market and if you think your idea is really good if you should progress that or not but also when you talk to clients clients might give you a lot of uh, ideas and suggestions for features yeah but that doesn't mean that you should uh, implement every feature that they tell you or every idea that they tell you you should be pragmatic about them understand what are what are they telling you and realize okay they're giving this idea but in reality that idea they won't care about it at the end so it takes time and patience uh, and testing the ideas, testing concept, looking at data, uh, also knowing the market and talking to your team. It's not don't do every, uh, well, don't follow every advice people give you, but also pay attention. Be pra- pragmatic, yeah. right? Listen to them, but just think and about. There's a balance that it comes is. with experience. <laughs> it is. I usually say, don't listen to your family, <laughs> uh, but listen to the market, right? Yeah. So that's a kind of the best advice that I think I can give. Um, the next one, uh, still on this topic, is. Um, Good and bad reasons to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, we have a bunch of them. Yeah. Maybe you can start with the good reasons. So I, I started, I'll put this, this link here uh, for us to discuss because I was talking to this about this with a friend a couple of months ago. And she told me like she was thinking about quitting her job uh, in consulting and creating her own company because then she could do whatever she wanted and be her own boss. And well, my reaction was I started laughing. Uh, and I told her, uh, you won't be your own boss. 
Well, you, you have kind of three types of bosses, right? Yep. So you have your customers, you have your employees, and you have your investors, yep. if you have investors. So you need uh, to yep. give answers to all of them. Uh, and you can them. ask any CEO or founder of a startup that's been going on for a year or two, all of them will tell you the same thing. <laughs> uh, they can't do whatever they, they feel they feel like. They have everyone else. They have even even bigger responsibilities, yeah. actually, at the end. Yeah, it's um, easier to work for someone else than to be it, a boss. It is, it is. Um, so, yeah, right. That's so, a bad reason yeah. to be an independent. Oh, you start, start with the bad reasons then. Yeah. Right. Okay. You're the boss. Yeah. Right. The next one is you're bigger than the team. Uh, yeah. It happens, right? So people think, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the CEO, I'm the CTO, I'm some kind of manager, I'm the co-founder, so I need, I'm, I'm better mm-hmm. than the team and actually I'm more valuable uh, than the, my, uh, my this, employees. And I call my, that the Steve Jobs uh, syndrome. <laughs> uh, it happens, but actually you are um, as big as your team is yeah. uh, in, in terms of value and in, term, in terms of culture. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, this, this one was the one, the one I uh, add up, which is um, glamorous with all the events and the schmoozing that happens, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to events, you feel that kind of they're feeding your ego. You're going to be awesome because you are an entrepreneur. You have investors. You Everyone's looking at you. You go to Web Summit and this kind of events and yep. you pitch to them and you feel big and you feel powerful. But actually, um, you can fail. That's that's the kind of things that um, feed your ego, but it doesn't feed your team. It doesn't feed your customers. Yeah. And uh, you need to have a look at that as well. Um, next one, make all the money and don't think uh, in the future. Which is, um, uh, I just want to make money now. I yeah. don't want to create any kind of value for either my company or even my product. Mm. So uh, any kind of money I take out of, out of my customers or of my investors, I'm just going to spend it. I'm not going to plan. Um, this comes with the other one, right? Uh, bad financial planning yeah. that I just uh, mentioned uh, earlier. Usually, on. people that do that quite quickly get burned by the industry. Exactly. So they won't be able to survive much longer. Exactly. Uh, and the last one is on the bad reasons. Uh, it is easy. Um, and everyone is doing it. It is. It, so this exactly. is something that... I blame YouTube with this and, and events, right? Because YouTube, everyone yeah. thinks it's easy to yeah. set up a business. So that's, that's how um, there's Gary Vee. So a lot of people don't like Gary Vee because they, they think they think like this guy just talks, talks and talks, doesn't do anything or is just giving you random ideas. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I think he's a he's quite pragmatic. Okay, talks a lot of stuff and for most of people that well he empowers he empowers people yeah. to do something but and he also says the otherwise yeah is that he's you quite, you're gonna fail yeah he also tells you you're gonna fail but he also tells in a lot of events that there are too many entrepreneurs mm-hmm. if you feel good uh just working for someone else and you feel powerful working for someone else and you can create value doing that and that's where you feel good then do that don't fall into the, into the trap of being an entrepreneur just because everyone else is, doing is it. an entrepreneur or yeah. because it's fashionable to be an entrepreneur do what you feel comfortable in doing uh and not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. People should realize that quite quickly. Uh, and yeah, basically that. Yeah. So on the good side, it is uh, uh, good. Re- so a good reason to be an entrepreneur. Um, extremely, extremely passionate about the idea yep. and believe uh, that starting a new company is the best way to um, mm-hmm. to bring it. So if you, if you really have a good idea and if you think you're going to have a good product, that's a good reason actually for you to be yeah. an entrepreneur. That's what you just mentioned, and Gary Vee also tells that. Um, not everyone can be an, a, a good entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but if you have this kind of a good idea and you have this kind of plan, you should pursue it. Um, the next one is deliver value to investors. I put this one in. So it's not just thinking about, I'm going to build a good product, but actually 
I need to return some value to the people that actually are putting money uh, mm -hmm. into me. If you have investors, if you don't have investors, thumbs that's, up. That's your team. Uh, even so, the team will be your investors. Exactly, yeah. but thumbs up. That's that's really good for you guys. Yeah. And the last one is um, build good products or services for customers. Yeah. So look at your customers, look at what they actually need, and build stuff for them. That really empowers you yeah. and gives you a good um, a good feeling of being a good entrepreneur. Yeah, if you're just doing it, like I said, for the bad reasons, doing it for yourself, the company won't grow because your customers won't feel value out of it. But if you build it for them, okay, you will grow, but because you're growing because of your customers, and that's the most important thing to okay. be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So, um, on, on the second part of the of this episode, uh, so we're going to talk about culture and impact on growth. Yeah. So this is a topic that I just pick up uh, from two different companies, from two, two different ideas. Um, we we talk about cultural uh, cultural culture cultural fit exactly before. Um, and uh, we have a lot, we, we express our ideas and our thoughts about that and how that actually affects your team and how you mm -hmm. should uh, uh, grow uh, around culture. But the thing is, um, this has a bigger impact on your team. Um, this is a bigger impact even on your business. business. And people, people actually just think that culture is not the thing that you should create. You should create just the product or just a service for your customer mm -hmm. and forget about culture. Mm -hmm. And your and as we mentioned on the previous part of, uh, uh, of this episode, um, it's not just about you, but it's how you position yourself within the team and how the team feels mm -hmm. the whole thing. So um, this is the kind of uh, ideas and uh, the kind of things that people should have a look at and mm -hmm. they think about I'm I'm going to build products, yes, but I also I'm going to b uh, uh, build my own company culture, and I need to think of how can I build that. Yeah, because Be that culture is what uh, is what the basis of your company. That culture is what's going to build your products and interact with your clients. Exactly. You can't be the face of the company every time. You can't talk to the clients, so you need to have a culture and a team that will interact with the clients. It will build the product uh, when you're not there, so that you trust them for that. Uh, which 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 is the kind of idea that you need. So because if you have a proper culture within the company, mm -hmm. then you don't need to express the same ideas and the same beliefs every single time on the meeting because mm -hmm. everyone knows the kind of exactly. culture that they have within the company. And also, if you uh, if you have a look at um, um, at let's say Amazon, right? So Amazon has a kind of a, a, a 12, 14 types of rules mm -hmm. uh, that they give to every uh, employee and they need to follow that. Yeah. So if you go to work to Amazon, then you know what kind of culture they have because they follow those kind of rules, right? They're mm -hmm. to towards the customers. The mm -hmm. customers are always right. We need to do this, blah, 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 blah. blah. But the thing is, uh, on the other side, Jeff Bezos also promotes uh, an uh, uh, early um, uh, new, uh, letter to their employees yeah. and to their investors uh, stating about the company. So focusing the company of the next things they're going to do or mm -hmm. what they did and um, on what's going to be the focus for that. So um, culture is not just uh, setting up rules but telling people what do you believe yeah. and what they should do if you're not there, yeah. right? So That's what happens when no one is looking. I exactly. That's the sentence that I think Jeff Bezos even used. And if you have the wrong culture, that will impact your company and it might kill your company. Okay, you might argue uh, because of Uber. Uh, there has been on the news and the culture was, everyone knows Uber was completely screwed up from inside out. It was rotten in every layer possible. But even so, the company grew like crazy. Uh, but there are m multiple reasons for that to happen. But of course, it's one company out of thousands of companies that died because of bad culture so mm -hmm. just because one did it that it doesn't mean that you should do the same thing of being an aggressive 
asshole in the process <laughs> of re- in creating a, a really negative culture because you might not survive. That was just one company that survived in that process. Well, because they culture. also had a good product. Um, yeah. And he was kind of disruptive uh, when you look at the, at the yeah, whole but thing. Yeah, now it came out uh, and the culture was, and now the company is rebuilding itself culture wise. The CEO is doing interviews and talking to journalists, trying to improve their culture, talking yeah. to governments, trying yeah. to f- hire new people because they a bunch of people refused. Well, left work, the company yeah. and a lot of refused to work for Uber because of yeah. this another culture so now they have the trouble of HR recruiting and PR of cleaning up the mess from before it's not just Uber it's also Microsoft mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft when the new CEO entered they yeah. just said well we need to rebuild the entire company culture yeah. uh, along with that came with the new products and focus on the cloud and mobile mm-hmm. first but also around the culture the company has so it has a lot of uh, so between uh, Balmer and uh, Steve, uh, not Steve Jobs, um, uh, Bill Gates, um, uh, they built that, that kind of culture for 20, 30 years. And afterwards, they need a new one. They need to reinvent themselves. Yeah. And they're doing that. Um, Microsoft just reinvent themselves. They just reorganized everyone around mm-hmm. different things. So they're looking at uh, actually their culture. And um, uh, this kind of article that we're going to share with our listeners, it, it, it ends like uh, culture is... Uh, uh, one of the company's most powerful assets, um, right until it isn't, yeah. right. So that's that's the kind of you don't you can't lose the kind of uh, company culture that you have. You need mm-hmm. to promote that, and you need to in, invest mm-hmm. in a, this kind of culture for the future, right? Yeah, right. And the next part, well, it's kind of the, I think it's the same article. So it's a it's a bit of an example of a company that uses uh, g- uh, culture as a, a growth uh, strategy. So um, every time they invest in their own uh, culture, they, they, they grow, they, they, mm-hmm. they hire more people, they build by better products because they empower um, their employees, their collaborators to actually build things. And because they feel the sense of being empowered by the CEO mm-hmm. and the management, they can build awesome things and they can grow as that. Yeah, so they, they have invest. more freedom. Exactly. They, don't, they don't depend on the CEO to approve what they need to do. They know that this is where the company is going. So this is what we need to do. Exactly. Because they, they know the rules by the company, how yeah. the company operates, right? They know the um, the goals in the, in the future. In the middle, they are empowered to actually do awesome things and build uh, yeah. products for the company. And that's um, pretty much it for the for this for this, for this episode. So uh, this was set up off the, out of the box. Thank you and, very uh, much. And, and if you have any comments, uh, any ideas, or any links you would like to share, send, share. It, send it our way. Exactly. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.